everyone. Welcome to the Smothered Post-Session Podcast. Howdy. I'm Lawson. I'm joined here with our leading lady, Lydia Weinbrenner. Yeah. And our director, Seth Thompson. That's me. He's okay. <laughs> and we just <laughs> a little less, finished no. our first session. Yes, we Ooh. did. Oh, we made it through. We made it through, guys. <laughs> I can't wait for people oh, to hear gosh. this thing, oh, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. It was so much fun to do it. so excited for moving forward with this and working at the kinks we had some fun we did, yeah. we did. What, what happened for like the first hour, hour? oh what happened what, uh, for the first hour yeah, yeah. why why spend uh, four or five hours <laughs> integrating all this new equipment <laughs> and yet still had to take an entire hour it's great it's great it, uh it was fun really i i appreciate both your patience <laughs> no it's that. fine man you I know i was yeah, just happy I, you got it running dude like yeah i was i was like honestly i could be here all night i kind of just want to be it's kind of nice just to do something creative again really God, you know yes. we've all been on this weird i mean with covid and everything we've all been kind well, like, of like anything well i mean like right right as this quarantine situation yeah. happened we were gonna be in a show that got canceled I and i was sitting here thanks going, for bringing that up well, I, I'm, bringing I'm gonna the, be crying over no, no. god <laughs> he's very sensitive i'm just kidding yes. very very sensitive yes but um but yeah like, that was a creative thing that we we're gonna do but then that didn't get to happen i know so then we well we did the read through and back in what like was it february for this it was before COVID. Whoa, hey everybody, Future Lawson here, chiming in real quick to clarify on a couple things that past Lawson just said. You see, when he said it was before COVID, he actually meant before COVID really struck the United States and before quarantine really happened a few months back around March. So now that that's all taken care of, back to your regularly scheduled program. Yes, yeah, so yeah. back in February and things were still okay. Yeah, we read the, we did the table read. We we read it. It it made me so excited for it, and then it was just the largest buzzkill. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, I we're know, gonna do this. It's gonna get set. Everything is ready. Yeah. Everybody's coming together. They're already doing so much work. It's so great. And then boom, everybody stay indoors. You know. No contact. This definitely isn't yeah. essential. So no, you know, don't want to be around it was, anybody. Um, it was rough because then every so often I would like. I had my big binder, and I would kind of look at it. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. I know. I almost didn't want to look at anything. Like, I didn't I want to like, look I at any scripts. I can't look at, like, anything. I didn't it's, like, want to, yeah. I didn't want to do, like, any of that because I was like, what's the point? I'm not going to be able to do any. You know right. what I'm saying? Because, like, what was, what was actually worrisome for me was I was trying to figure out, which actually the show that Lydia was talking about earlier that we were going to do was with uh, this company right here. Meg Theater. Meg Theater. Plug. Plug. Uh, no, no, Meg uh, Theater. Awesome group here in yes. downtown Hagerstown. Very good. Uh, Excellent art. Um, now, we were going to do art. One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, yes. and Lydia and myself were both in it. And um, I actually, for the longest time, I was like, I was trying to keep the lines fresh in my head because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, nobody knew. Nobody knew yeah, if we I were going to come back. I still have my binder nobody, with the script in it for that yeah. show. And I was like, uh-huh. And it, it, like, it kind of hurt to put it down in a way, but it was mm-hmm. also kind of nice to be like, you know what? Let's not think about it anymore. Yeah, because one, when I was thinking about it, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna." One die. could say that the performing arts took a toll from <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> you know, you could say it. That. Did. You could it say that. Hard it really toll. Did. Everybody took a toll from this, obviously, yeah. but there was something about for all of us, all of us here who also works in other facets of the live industry, performing arts, etc., production, just in general. Um, we were the first to go, and we're. 
they'll last to come back. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, Always. this is small. Yeah. Um, but in terms of live theater or anything like that, mm-hmm. I don't. People are still workshopping that right oh, now. Yeah. They still really don't know how that can come yeah, back. No but idea. you know, we digress a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about this first session. Let's yes. just yes. go right off with uh, Lydia. Lydia here is playing. Uh, for those of you who watch this later, uh, she's playing Detective Christina Washburn, who is one of the primary characters of Smothered. And I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts about your experiences so far with the character and also just voice acting in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've if you've done anything like that before. Yeah, I, I've not done anything really... Well, I did, I did something back in, like, high school. Um, <laughs> way back. Throwback to high school. Um, I did something for the Washington County Historical Society. I did, like, a little mini, like, small, very small voiceover thing. But that was really the only piece of voiceover I had done. And I went to school for acting. So in college, they do teach you at least a couple courses, a couple classes with film in mind, which is similar to voice acting because you do not have to do like what theater does. You have to be big. You don't have to be loud all the time. Your expressions have to be huge. And you're just very expressive with your whole body, Um, especially if you're doing like a physical comedy or something. Your whole body is what you're working with. There's a little bit of room for nuance. Not that theater doesn't have nuance, but, you know, if whispering in theater... Is a challenge. Is this you're this pretty, is whispering. Yeah, you pretty much yeah. can't, this whisper. Is whispering. can't whisper. <laughs> versus, you're not allowed. Uh, versus a film set or voiceover yeah. where you can get really close to a microphone mm. and you can and you can do that. Exactly. Well, you can have we, that I angle. actually did something at one point where in the script, there's been a couple times where, at least in this first part, we were doing where I was whispering a little bit more or having moments of like, just like more, kind of to myself, and I leaned into the mic just ever so slightly and was enough to make a difference of like, she's whispering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously like with post like stuff, editing, you can make it, you can tweak oh, yeah. it however you need to. Yeah. So with that, like I've only done a couple of things, maybe a couple film related stuff, but I've done mainly theater. So it was kind of like a, I needed to sit down for a little bit and go, okay, I can't be, Right. This. <laughs> and I mean, I you don't want to be a cheerleader. Yeah. I cannot be a cheerleader or there's, a Patrick Starr. There's a, there's, a, there's a place for it, you know. I mean, one of, the th- one of the reasons why I have my setup the way that I do is because a lot of folks, a lot of booths, you know, you mm-hmm. hear all about the vocal booth or the voiceover booth, is that depending on the size of it, claustrophobia ensues even if you're not prone to it whatsoever and even though there's still some things around you i i wanted mm-hmm. to keep an open air mm-hmm. aspect i mean i looked God into getting a, <laughs> i looked into getting a booth about it but that would mean that it would be darker it would be a lot more insulated mm-hmm. and okay. the room the space that we're in is our gets already with three of us in there Okay. It's pretty heated pretty yeah. fast. Yeah, we had to take a few bits. Yeah. But it, it's important to be able to... It's amazing, even though people don't see it, sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on your delivery, if you are gesticulating, you can hear that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can hear that in there, the delivery. I, there was um, internal thoughts that Christina Washburn has at this part we were doing today. And there were moments where I kept it to myself in this small area, but I did like a couple things where I was, okay... If I'm thinking, like, if I hold my hands, and then, like, I would just, like, gently, like, just even just a little bit was enough to be, like, okay, I can feel it a little more with just a little bit of movement, which is something if 
If you've ever watched a video of voice actors for like a Disney animated movie or something, firstly, they get more space <laughs> and they are allowed they have to have a little like, bit more money. One day, one day maybe, one day maybe we'll see. Disney yeah. has more lofty, money, lofty goals. <laughs> but like they, one they have the money and the space to be able to let their actors move when mm. they when they yeah. do voice acting. There was a video you actually sent me, and I watched that, and it was like they were talking about it, and they had a couple clips of you know people doing voice acting for right. like films yeah. and stuff, and they had this space, and I was like. I wish because <laughs> I mm. knew where we were filming. No, I was like, too. I wish, but yeah. I was, but I still was like, okay, I can do a little bit of something when I'm doing my lines without. Right. And it's also, it's also the, the connection between say you and the director mm-hmm. where it's turn eye contact, not I'm in this dark, mm-hmm. you know, enclosure. Oh my There's one what? window and you just look out. What even just, yes. even like the most basic thing of like, Putting your hands on your hips or crossing your arms when you're delivering a line, that tweak is just enough for you to go, okay, yeah. different delivery. Yeah. So even just the basic changes physically of just like, maybe I'm standing differently, putting my weight differently, is, can be just enough for you to change how you're going to deliver the lines. Yeah. So that was actually one of the coolest things I thought today was le- letting you kind of just watching you sink into the character. Mm-hmm. Because when you first started, and I think for anybody that doesn't have a lot of voiceover work, you're mm-hmm. not really sure exactly like how to really do it. I mean, yeah. you can watch all you want. Like, mm-hmm. I, right. like I was watching some Mark Hamill videos and stuff, which he's one of the most fun yes, people to watch Mark voiceover Hamill. work. Goals. But yeah, right. Yes. Hashtag. Um, we no. love you, Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but no, but seriously, it was it was fun to hear you. I mean, we're, we worked together on building the character, but right. it was fun to just hear you get better and better each take, just understanding a little better delivery as you went yeah. for what you were doing. It was it was uh, it was very interesting. It was also nice just because like. At first, I kind of got used to be like, okay, I'm waiting for the director to give me directions because that's what the director does. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, Seth gave me plenty of directions and like we obviously were like, oh, let's try it this way. But as we got further into it, I was like, hey, can I just do it another time? Like I got more into like- Which I love. I was like, oh, hey, can I actually just do this part again, this line again? Because like I want to tweak it or I felt like I- messed up like I stumble over my words a lot so which I is, which is just another thing like, and not, it's not that this is voiceover versus theater no theater, it's, it's, not. it's all storytelling but it's all this thing. format that's nice is that in theater since it's it's over that moment's mm-hmm. over you can never get it back again in this instance it's no pressure you know what I get it now. Mm-hmm. Let's do it one more time. Yeah. And yeah. it's it just sometimes works. it yeah. takes a second for your brain to follow what you just said. So then it takes a second to click and you go, oh, wait, tr- retry, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Which is why we do it. Do it. Do it. Hey, do it. Now. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? It doesn't look like you're doing it. Bring I told donuts. You. <laughs> hey, give me the donuts. Give me the donuts. Just do it. Um, but there, there are also times where, considering the fact that this piece is a little more heavy in the sense of it's darker, oh, it that? has some... You could say that. Yeah, it, I, just a smidge. Be on the lookout. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little dark. Children, <laughs> hold hands. <laughs> check, out the, um, check out the video that promotes it. I mean, you'll get a, yeah, you'll get a good sense about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it is more on the dark, more dram- dramatic side of things. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, considering it is about a detective and stuff. So it's right. a little... Yeah. 
But um, we did. But we did find times where we were laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. just because of how I delivered a line. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's others. There's even lines where you said just as a person to read lines mm-hmm. where I had to be like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't mm-hmm. laugh. Just because at that moment where it wasn't very serious, you had that comedy. Because with something like this, you need comedy. Yeah. You need the balance. The same thing with you watching like a horror film. Mm-hmm. It can't just be like jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. Oh sure, you can't do right. that. You have to have the flow of like. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, look, there's a dog. No, there's a dog. <laughs> oh, no, that is so true. Every time there's that an animal. That dog's going to be the first thing that knows. Every time there's an animal in any horror yeah. film, you go, yeah. oh, no. Absolutely. <laughs> Just a moment. Yeah, I thought that, uh, actually, it was very interesting for me directing because like, I've only mm-hmm. ever directed theater productions so it was actually interesting getting to this first session in and it was nice to get it under my belt to kind of figure out what was actually going on and how to like I had to figure out it just as much as you Mm -hmm. had to figure out what you were doing and uh what was actually really interesting for me was getting to read with you because usually if you're directing someone you're watching like if it's a dialogue two people are on stage doing their dialogue and you're you're directing them that way which was what was interesting for me was trying to when I was reading changing the character that I was reading to give you something different to go off of. Cause I think, you know, the, that energy really, uh, changes the entire scene. Yeah. So that was really interesting for me. Cause I got to, sometimes I didn't even give you a direction and I was like, let's just try it again. Mm-hmm. But I changed what I was doing, which changed what you were doing. It's, it's which was yeah. a cool way to form it. It's, it's just a different, just mm-hmm. it's, it's again like we're mostly theater yeah. actors so yeah. we're so used to bouncing our energy off of another person mm-hmm. so to have someone at least even just reading something yeah. anything with even the slightest inflection is just enough to be like okay just to have a person to talk to instead of just hello yes right. read their line yeah, yeah, yeah. how are you <laughs> and you have to have those pauses because then our lovely editing people are able to do what they do right. and be able to actually take the line and do whatever you need that's, to. It, that's, the, real needs to go. that's the real work that is the real work like, the amount seriously. of material that we got is great but my gosh I am <laughs> dreading going like, that take was great oh that take was and it's not it's not if it's there not was even like, like 50 takes and there was two that were gold at no. the easy it's it's when there are like six and they're all good and, yeah. and they're just like really tiny good. tweaks yeah. Yeah. And, the th- and the thing is is like we'll do like okay we'll do like three or four takes of something like whatever like page we're on we'll do like three or four of them and then it's like ever slightly like oh I like how you, but I like how you delivered this line from this one but I like how you mm-hmm. did this and you have to mm-hmm. like right and you kind of this and lovely and puzzle you kind of splice things together but then you think oh right do these inflections work mm-hmm. are we able to and there there are tools where you can you can in post where you can make it work but it's always better to not fix it in post <laughs> don't fix it in post it's kind of like the whole like you do multiple it's like that um it's like a puzzle like a thousand piece puzzle mm-hmm. and it's the all the same colors but there's one difference in every piece yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is how it really. is because everything's good except for maybe a couple rando pieces this analogy is really con- hitting home right now <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> i'm fun. the queen of analogies i got it oh my but gosh. um so seth i i want to i want to take a moment to kind of switch you've already talked a little bit about how you have directed Mostly theater before in this. It's yeah. Um, but anything I've directed, it's been all theater. What yeah. is what are some challenges coming into this? When when I sat down and talked with you about you know this this opportunity to direct, what are some things going into it where you thought, okay, 
how did you kind of change your approach before we even started, you know, directing or even before we even got to this phase? Cause you did it. We've done it a little bit when we recorded the table read, mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that. But this is the first time where we've actually sat down and, you know, you've, you know, we've had that, that interaction. So, you know, coming up to it, what was your thought process? I'm curious. It was, it was a very interesting, I wanted to be a part of it when we first talked about it. It sounded like a cool opportunity and I read the script and really liked it. And the idea of, just doing voiceover was really foreign to me and I didn't really know at first like like I said I actually learned more today than you know what I'm saying like I learned a lot of what to do today and I think we're just going to get better and better and better just like we were talking about how Lydia's lines got better and better as she went oh gee thanks Well, they did. They did. Um, they absolutely <laughs> did because I'm I'm sure even though Liddy, you had a little bit of that experience prior that this was it was still vo- it was still yeah, foreign was to still me because I just kind of stood there Something and was that like. I, and this is this is why, even though I, I'm sure to you all and the emails and everything like that that I sounded like a broken record, but it's just I wanted everybody to try and just you know mentally prepare themselves as yes. much as possible for yeah. that. Yeah, and that that was really interesting to me because when you talk about character work and everything and I even sent uh Lydia an email mm-hmm. the other day yeah. and just talking about character work is completely different for voiceover. Kind of it, it's the same because it's weird. It's kind of the same it's a, but it's really but, different but it's at the same not. time. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Because you need to figure out all your you need to do all your character work beforehand, but the struggle there is you don't have any of the tools you have in theater other than your voice, you don't have the look, you don't have the costume, you don't mm-hmm. have the movement even, like, to get something across. Because in yeah. theater, you might say something some way, but just one little move makes it a whole different mm-hmm. yep. uh, delivery. So it's very, and, and you can do that here too, like you Lydia can. was talking about, but nobody's going to see that. Nobody's going to see it. They might hear it. You might again. hear it. It might affect it. And if anything, it, it, it will affect the, the performance. Yeah. There are still things that we do in everyday life that, you know, vocal tics and just sighs, all those mm-hmm. things, all of these nonverbal sounds that we make with our mouths that will definitely help that can be incorporated into character choices that kind of help differentiate people, you know, how you breathe, anything yeah. like that. And I thought that's something we kind of found today as we went along with Washburn was, uh, I think we found some character traits there where, I mean, when we had talked about it, where uh, she does have some very, like we said, cop mind, mm-hmm. the new show, the new TV show coming out. <laughs> she has some very business-like, like, this is the thing, is the thing. And she's putting the puzzle together also. It's that we talked about that earlier, that, that like the cop is trying, the detective is trying to figure out what is going right. on. Yeah. And uh, so it was just very interesting because like, just as we went, I think we found more and more of the character, which is going to happen. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'm, uh, again, and this won't always be the case, uh, in this line, in this particular form of production, we'll be jumping around a little bit. But today we started at the beginning, so we've already got we've already got the arc starting. It might have to be built like a puzzle piece. Well, we're just going to keep going on that analogy. Is the puzzle <laughs> yeah, piece? Yeah, the puzzle but is we're the puzzle. It's, it's, al- it's the always puzzle better to start the story at the beginning of the story puzzles. if you can. Yeah, clearly. I love puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> Why should people listen to this when it does come out? I think it's because it's something that it's relevant to kind of now as a society with different things about mental uh, health is one part of it just because yeah. of of some characters you will meet later. <laughs> um, I don't want to give anything away. Sure. Um, but 
in case they hadn't seen it, but like, you know, uh, about mental health but for both um, the person that the detective is speaking with, but then also the de- detective themselves, because being a cop or a detective is not exactly an easy job. And it's, you know, can be rough, but um, it's also just talks about burnout, honestly. Mm-hmm. There are some burnout. Being overworked. Overworked, which is just for anybody, because I know we've all had times in our lives where we have been worked to the bone. Overworked. And we're just underpaid, like... Underpaid, underappreciated. Underpaid, underappreciated. Well, anyone, who, yeah. anyone who's in the arts understands mm-hmm. that that is, uh, can be a very big part of it. Um, so I think it's one, one, it's relevant, and two, it's just a real good piece. <laughs> it's, like, I don't... I'm very... Like, it really is, though. Like, seriously, I... Earlier, when we were doing one of the... Uh, kind of like internal thoughts with uh, Washburn and you kind of get to hear a little bit of what she's thinking. I got a little emotional and I didn't, and it wasn't like I had read this multiple times and I knew what I was saying, but it was like, there are times where I was like, okay, <laughs> it's kind of, but it, it still hits me every time. Yeah. It's like when you read your favorite book and you're like, I know what this part is. I know what this part is. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I, I'm okay. <laughs> So every time I read Marley, Sam's going to carry Frodo. Oh, sure. <laughs> I know Sam's going to carry Frodo. Oh my God, he's going to. He's going to do it. <laughs> you can't carry him. <laughs> I can't do this. I he's got carry. it this time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that kind of thing where it's it's just a really good piece that can speak to a variety of people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very. There's it's a lot of, it's a very well done piece. Yeah, and there's a lot of morality in it too. And I think that's very interesting that you said it was with the times right now. Like mm-hmm. it is very um interesting. Not to get super political. No, <laughs> not to, we're not getting political we're at not all, getting but political. I am saying there is some police tactics that are a bit could be called questionable in the, yes. in the show. Yeah. But yes. there are moral maybe. choices between yeah. the characters and how they're trying to get something done. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, it's very timely. And mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I hope that mm-hmm. I at least feel very confident that we'll keep growing as a cast, as oh, a production yeah. team and everything like that. And for everybody who's listening and tuning in, thank you for thank doing you. that. Thank you so much. Looking forward to the next time where we do this with the next character, the next actor who uh, Seth and I sit down with and have mm-hmm. a session with You know, Ooh. prior to this. Also, donate. Where's the donate Ooh, button? Yeah, <laughs> you know that would be really nice if that wasn't closed. Oh, you know, closed? I mean, yeah, yeah. We 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 did some we did some crowdfunding campaign, which you can still look at on Indiegogo.com. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Looks like Future Lawson's got to swoop in and save the day once again. But don't worry, this one isn't really Paz Lawson's fault. You see, he didn't know this at the time, but Indiegogo has been kind enough to allow us to open a third campaign for this production. That's right, a trilogy of campaigns. So that third campaign is open, is available, and is waiting for you, that's right, you to check out, to donate, to share, or to simply check out to see if this interests you. And we appreciate you doing so. Go on over to Indiegogo.com, search Arcade Productions, and again, that'll be Smothered, campaign number three. Thank you. If you just search up Arcade Productions, you can still find our now closed, unfortunately, campaign where we are crowdfunding for this because we had this whole idea to... One of the main focuses of this is Second Chance, is about 
not giving up on something that seems so lost, so far gone. It's 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 taking the time to actually dig deeper into something that on surface level seems hopeless or something that seems as though there's no way it could change, no possible sign of, again, burnout. Just It's just the grind. And mm-hmm. it's like, is it? Or does that mean that something is going to suffer because of that? Which is, uh, to me at least, I think is very important to never get lost in it, which it is hard. And that concept of being overworked, not feeling appreciated, any of that, even if it's just a feeling, is, is, so, is so paramount to this. So, you know, you can at least, to stay up to date, you can follow Arcade Productions and all social medias. You can check out the crowdfunding campaign. Uh, you, can, you can follow us to stay up to date. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that by itself, we sincerely appreciate mm-hmm. and look forward to, you know, having you all here again for the next chat. Until yeah. then. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Take care. <laughs>